This is Kelly and Company on a Monday afternoon. Thanks for starting your week off with us, us being myself, Ramia Amuthan, and Margaret Weldon. So we dedicate this spot on Mondays around this time before the second hour to talking about AMI. And that's because there's always something new going on at AMI and we want to keep you posted on new content, new initiatives. And we're making our way down the list of AMI original podcasts, um, specifically podcasts that are now offered as a video podcast on YouTube. And most of these were uh, released in September, but we're still making our way down week by week. And today's highlight is Raising Kindness with host of the show, Becky Zarr. To give you a little bit of context, in Raising Kindness, Becky and her son Bennett perform acts of kindness in shelters, community centers, and nursing homes across southern Saskatchewan. And Becky's here to tell us much more about the podcast than just the headline. Becky, nice to have you on. Oh, it's such a thrill to be back and chatting with you, Ramia. Thanks for the invite. It's always fun chatting with you, too. And I want to ask you right off the top, who came up with the idea um, of the title of the show? Can you can you give us some insight on that? Was it you? Was it Bennett? Was it somebody else? (laughs) Well, honestly, it was mostly me. Um, I was given the opportunity to put together um, a new podcast and Andy left it open for me. And so it was kind of coming up with something that I was really interested in and passionate about. And I wanted it to be honestly completely different than the previous podcast I did, The the Blind Reality. Um, Not that I'm not proud of it. I'm very proud of it. I just wanted to show a different side of me. And Mm -hmm. anybody who's got to know me over the years knows that I adore our 12-year-old son, Bennett. And so I was looking at a way to incorporate you know, him into um, the action as well. And so um, the title itself, I have to say that was Bennett that came up with that for the most part. Um, We were throwing around a whole bunch of different ideas and that was the one that stuck. And I think we're both happy with it right now. I love it. I really love it in the context of the show um, as a title on its own. It's very thought provoking. So thank you for sharing that with us. And I want to ask you, Becky, because like you said, through uh, your previous podcast and through conversations that we've had with you on the show, we've gotten to know your story, right? Learning about you, um, you in your your previous career as a registered nurse and then transitioning into um, your identity with vision loss and all of these different things. You really let us in on all of that. You've been super uh, sharing about yourself. And this part of it, like this part of the journey about volunteering, we often talk about volunteering being very satisfying, um, very rewarding. And I wanted to ask you if there was something about it that was surprising for you in the the rewards category, right? Like when you started this journey on raising kindness or even the exploration of this idea, um, did any part of the rewarding factor surprise you? A hundred percent. I almost feel a little bit guilty in that how much I have personally got out of doing the volunteer component. I mean, just the giving back um, to each of these organizations, learning about the organizations, and then seeing my son and his friend grow as well as they have interacted and learned about these different groups that we've interacted with. It's just been so meaningful to me. And I keep saying to Bennett, I said, like, this is recorded and documented. Like, you can watch this, and hopefully this is many years down the way, but mm-hmm. you can watch this with your family and show them what we did. And I, so I just feel like I'm getting 
so much out of it that I feel almost borderline guilty. I hope that other people are getting stuff from it as well. And, you know, I hear positive feedback from the organizations that we've, you know, met with, networked with, and volunteered at as well. So it is really encouraging, but um, it's amazing how good you feel when you walk away and how long that good feeling lingers. Yes. And how it catapults you into wanting to do more things like it, right? Which is why this is such a fantastic series, because it's not just the one place or the one group of people um, or population. There are so many causes and so many different things that you're embarking on. Uh, and and how about volunteering versus getting paid? Um, as I said, your, your transition from uh, the different kinds of work that you did to now and then talking about this rewarding factor and how good you feel doing volunteer work. It, it, it's meaningful in so many ways because it's almost like repurposing your energy, right? Something you used to work at and then had to slowly let go of and maybe even lose. I'm not sure how you word it in your own life. Um, and then channeling that in some other way. Absolutely. And I love the beauty of this podcast and these volunteer opportunities is that exactly what you said, we're not just sticking with one organization and continuing to explore it. We're jumping into so many different organizations, so many different volunteer opportunities that Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, you know, it's, I've had such an opportunity to learn and grow, which is different than a defined pay job. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a defined paying job as a registered nurse, for example, when I was doing the immunization file, I learned a lot about immunization and every angle and aspect that went into it, but um, which is a totally different experience. Um, Amazing in its own way. But with this volunteer podcast, it's kind of looking at so many different organizations and highlighting all the amazing work that's going on within our communities. Um, I would be, I, I would be leaving something out if I didn't mention, you know, as somebody who has vision loss, there is some anxiety, some hesitations that goes into going to a new environment, right? Starting something right. new, volunteering with something brand new. So, um, you know, I kind of dipped my toe in, for example, with episode one with the CNIB. <laughs> Why? Because I was nervous and I do yeah. have a little level of nervousness going into all of these because you have to, you know, we kind of explain sort of your quote unquote needs and you're not entirely sure the layout of their building and how people are going to communicate with you and how receptive people are going to be. And, you know, how you're going to have to educate them as well. But it's been such a phenomenal opportunity. And to see even, um, obviously, Bennett's fairly used to working with me with my vision loss, right? He's quite in tune with, you know, anticipating what I'm going to need and, and, you know, making quick adjustments on the fly. But watching how his friends have learned as well that, yeah, I'm Bennett's mom. I'm Becky. I do have vision loss. But we can do this. Oh, here, the fork is here or the spoon is here. Mm. Like when we're out making muffins, right? Like they're starting to use their words in a different way um, as the episodes are progressing. So it's so exciting to see that growth as well. I was very curious about that, Becky, on a, on a personal level. I have a brother who's eight years younger than me. And so when I was a teenager, I would drag him as as he would put it uh everywhere and whether that be just hanging out with me and other friends who have blindness or low vision or uh you know going to find 
places, going out to eat, whatever it may be. He was my person. And I'm not sure how this dynamic started, to be quite honest with you. But as I got older, I started to understand the impact that had on him as a person. And he would, you know, vocalize that also. But just the like you said, the learning, the growing, the development, the understanding of what advocacy looks like as you do it. And then as they're picking it up and showing you literally as they describe things or point out things that um, they're helping you accommodate also. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I was very, very curious about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, Again, I say that I started with the CNIB for selfish reasons, but I also did it to kind of set the tone from the beginning with the kids to normalize things that, um, so for those who haven't had an opportunity to join in, um, with watching episode one, we went to the CNIB kids camp. So, um, Bennett and his friend, um, Rylan were with us and they're both 12 year old boys, um, very sports minded and active and stuff. And so they were interacting now with blind and visually impaired children that were peers of their age, their same age. And so Mm -hmm. it was so awesome to see them. Like they were a little nervous when they went in at first. And by the end, they were like, you couldn't really tell. Well, I couldn't tell listening really which one was which really, because they were just playing like full on kids. And so I think that really was a smart move and that it normalized things and that, yeah, those kids had vision loss and vision challenges similar to what I'm experiencing. But at the end of the day, they're just kids. And I think that that was a really interesting takeaway for them. That's lovely. And I'm curious, uh, and we don't want to spend too much more time on this because I have other things to question you about, but are you, are they there when you disclose? Or are there moments when they're there when you talk about your disability um, outright to somebody or explain accommodation to staff or other people around? Yep, totally. I don't hide anything okay. at all because I think it's important for them to learn that as well. And I try to go about it all in a positive manner, of course. So, um, and really, you know, knock on wood so far, we've had nothing but really positive uh, feedback from the organizations and the people who have been representing them. Um, and people are just like, holy, and I think we're opening eyes as well as we're doing this to highlight, yes, young kids are here doing this, but guess what? I am somebody who has got very minimal amount of remaining eyesight and um, you know, not to spoiler alert anything, but I can plant a plant just like anybody else. I Mm. listened to the instructions and I went by feel and the lady was like, Holy, I didn't even think that, you know, this was a thing. And she's like, that was amazing. (laughs) And I think that she walked away from a different perspective as well, which is all about education in a different type of way. Do you have, in the last couple seconds we have, do you have a favorite moment, whether it be when you're filming, when you're taping, uh, or when you're rewatching, re-listening back to an episode? Is there something that has become, like, I love this part about raising kindness? Um, I have to say, when I get that first draft back, to have a look at it, because it's always something different that I hadn't noticed before, but my very favorite thing I think to this date is the kindness challenge that the kids put forth to try to encourage others to participate and get involved in each episode. So it's a unique challenge that they put forward that is tailored to that episode that kind of goes along with the theme that we've been, you know, doing or discussing or learning about ourselves to try to get people to dip their toe in there and do a little bit of kindness and hopefully we can spread kindness all over the the country in uh, various ways. So I have to say that for me is one of my most pride 
impactful moments. That's amazing. Becky, thank you so much. It's lovely to uh, listen or to experience the podcast, but it's even better to talk to you directly about it to know how much value you have in hosting this and creating the show. Sincerely appreciate your time and we will talk to you soon. Sounds fabulous. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Becky Zarr is the host of Raising Kindness, a podcast including her son and his friend. Most recent episode, the Royal Canadian Legion is out, so you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform or as a video podcast on YouTube. Also join us on Mondays for more AMI highlights. In the next hour, we have our guide dog and service animal report with Devin Wilkins. We also have Know Your Rights with Danielle McLaughlin talking about measures to abolish slavery in Canada and the United States. We're still talking about this in 2022. But up next, after the break, we have community reporter Carol Yapel giving us some holiday highlights. We'll be right back. 